Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, all you faithful listeners out there? Philip, how are you doing today? I've noticed you're moving a little slower. Yeah, I'm a little sluggish today, Brian. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a little a little worse for the wear this morning. That's okay. Uh, it, it's it's a special day to see you like this because, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. This is true. <laughs> so I like that. Uh, welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the podcast where neighbors such as ourselves get together to, you know, hash out a couple of uh, different opinions, some relative banter, just uh, some good times and some laughs. And we like to expand our neighborhood, get to know our neighbors such as you out there. Uh, so hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think of the show, questions, comments, queries, and also make sure you tune into other episodes because we have some great neighbors that stop by. We do. We feature great guests every other episode, so it's definitely worth checking out. I, I, I like to use queries. Good word. I, wasn't it? I, yeah. I, it just came to me today. I don't know why. It may be your state of being that is... My state of being. <laughs> that's allowing some of these other things to just soothe out of me. <laughs> um, but today we are going to get into such topics like, uh, are there any more clean athletes anymore? Is it just not a thing? It's just, it's, we're done. It's just, it's just a matter of how we can get away with it. Well, we're going to get into that today. <laughs> a lot to talk about there. Uh, and then also, I know you, this is kind of a weighing on you a little bit, the topic of dressing down for dinner. Yeah, this does not shock anybody who's tuned into our show before. I But it may shock some of your opinions and views that we have on this, so you're going to want to check that out. And also, as always, we offer some great neighborly advice for anybody out there, so you're going to want to stay tuned to the end of the episode, as well as a little teaser of our upcoming guest. Indeed. Okay, so let, let's jump right into this. Uh, yeah, everyone knows the Olympics are over. Winter Olympics. First of all, do you watch the Winter Olympics? You know, I usually watch the Winter Olympics, but this time around, I didn't watch a single moment of it. I watched some, but it wasn't until this dramatic set of events started occurring. Uh, you know, I watched clips and things that they posted and YouTube or, you know, the highlights reel that would come out. And then all of a sudden, the skating world just yeah. became like a soap opera. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel like they should have their own music while they're talking about any news stories. You know, it's a pretty amazing thing. The, it made me think of old Lance Armstrong, and I was thinking to myself, gosh, Lance, if only you had just had the excuse that it was your granddaddy's medication that you were taking. <laughs> you, you might have... You might have been back on that bicycle, by golly. Yeah, right? Do you, do you think, like, every athlete that's been busted for doping at that point is now seeing the other person's excuse and be like, damn it, that was better than the dog ate Absolutely. my homework. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. They come Grip up with their own list. Meds. That's genius. genius. <laughs> I'm going to remember that one for next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that poor kid. I mean, you know... It, 
nobody on planet Earth believes that story. I don't. I'm with you. And and for those of you that are catching up to this, because I know some people are not big Olympic people at all, uh, but Winter Olympics seems to be the one versus the summer seems to be the one that people watch less or less of. And maybe that's because we're in the South. I don't know. I, I really have no I, idea. I, I don't know why. It just, to me, it always feels like the Winter Olympics is just a, it's it's like the the warm-up to the, to the summer games. You know, I don't know why. It, that's, is that me? Am I wrong? I, I don't know. But now I'm picturing people like, oh, man, you know, I'm done with Ozark. <laughs> I did Yellowstone. I guess I can check into the Olympics. I hear yeah, there's something going on. There might be, yeah. Some 15-year-old. No, I mean, because you have, well, every Olympics has certain sports that you're just like, really? You know, like like curling. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of curling. I'm not saying it doesn't take any skill. Let me just put that out there. But, you know, there's certain uh, winter sports that I can appreciate the athlete's partaking or participating in and doing and competing in, but I just don't see them like long-term, like training for cross-country skiing. You know, if I don't live in the middle of Canada, you know, where snows, you know, what, eight months out of the year where you can go out and just, yeah. that's like, that's like a mode of getting around. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could understand that, but what, one of these years I need to look up the history of curling because it just fascinates me. I, I'm just picturing some dude with like a rock on a icy driveway and a broom all hammered going like this is genius, genius. <laughs> watch this i can i can make this rock kind of bend oh god oh, it's just uh, weird clean the surface clean the surface Woo! yeah seriously <laughs> well then Mr. we got Miyagi lazier came up with the wax, the wax cars, on wax you know? off well then we got lazier with shuffleboard it feels like you know which can be fun and just like well i don't want to bend as far over <laughs> so let me just slide this on a table it's like mini miniature curling <laughs> yeah right yeah. um so, but but did i hear when we're talking about uh the topics we're going to discuss on this episode did i hear correctly that you said that someone got busted for doping that's a curler uh back in the day well okay so just to hash a little bit of what's going on the russian team or the roc it was busted for doping again. This time in figure skating. In figure skating. So that's what the drama is currently. But they were busted before for a curler who won a bronze medal. Or I guess a mixed, it was a mixed double or something. And one of them tested positive. And so he was stripped of his uh, medal. During the Peyong Pyeongchang, if I pronounce that correctly. Uh, it, it, in China, you know. It's always happening in China. I don't... I mean, <laughs> All the Olympics drama for us happening in China. But anyway, it was, you know, it was just this one of the Russian teams. I'll just say he was when he won a bronze medal in mixed doubles for curling and was stripped from his medal was stripped from him. And, and you know, it, it led this big investigation. And I think there was another and I can't remember who it was, but there was another athlete that was busted for doping as well. Another Russian athlete. And so that's when this whole, you know, thing happened and they were banned for sports like for four years and not and for any international sport not just olympic sports right right which is why they have to compete under the roc under the russian olympic committee they can't compete under the russian flag right? yes exactly yeah. and that's why people don't see the russian flag on medal ceremonies if they do they see the olympic flag and the anthem okay so so, so i've got two things one i'm i guess i'm a little bit glib so forgive me in advance but 
curling doping for curling like <laughs> all of the hey, you got to move your shoulders and hands really fast yeah, yes i mean <laughs> that, that extra that strength man i know that. right just like yeah, I'm, 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 I'm picturing you know. over the top with stallone with that arm wrestling movie that old 80s movie <laughs> you know i mean i how many of them were doping is that the one where he, <laughs> is that the one where he's a truck driver yes he's like and he's trying to get his his son or something yeah yeah he's <laughs> yeah, like like pull. so bad <laughs> i mean do you think he was doping i mean it's arm wrestling For sure all right so yeah you you have the i don't want to call it a ridiculous sport but i am i'm going to call it a ridiculous olympic sport oh you're glib you're even more glib than i am uh, and a yeah a ridiculous olympic sport in my mind but you know what there's a lot of other events that i think are que questionable as an olympic sport to each their own and i'm and i you know i don't want to put down the athletes who are oh, i'm not putting down the curlers. athletes i'm not i'm not putting down the athletes but if you walked up to me and you were wearing an olympic medal i'm like oh what'd you get that in and you're like curling i'd be like oh good for you and i would turn and Darts. walk away and i'm just like he's a curler <laughs> <laughs> you know, awful. I know it is awful. It really is. But I mean, I could, it's like, you can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. But the poor Russian guy is even worse. He's at the bar. You know? <laughs> I was do? I'm a professional curler, you know, but I got banned. Why? I was dope. What? <laughs> For curling, really? Uh, yeah. Da, da. <laughs> da, da. Okay. Tremendous pressure. <laughs> it was. To move broom very quickly. <laughs> Balance on ice. Uh. <laughs> But, okay, so that has already happened, right? So now we have that. Let's fast forward to today, okay? We have this 15-year-old, a 15-year-old who tested positive because, and she claims, as you said, she mistook her grandfather's heart medication. Right. So this is Camila uh, um, Valieva, right? Yes, the 15-year-old who, a, a figure skater, Russian figure skater, who actually was supposed to win gold or favored to win gold. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So from what I read about this, it, it evidently she takes two regular heart medications. There's really not much information about why. They just said that her heart has like variations that require the medicine. And then she was tested positive she, she and she admits to taking those two medications they they put that in all the anti-doping forms when she signed up for the olympics um but what she tested positive positive for was a third heart medication that she claims she accidentally took and belongs to her grandfather and it seems that these accidentally three, right took. so from what i've read these three heart medications when taken in combination can greatly increase your heart's performance you can get more oxygen to your cells, things like that. So this, you know, this looks like a smoking gun in terms of. Yeah. You know, oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> My grandfather's heart medication happens to be the one when used in combination with these two makes you a super athlete. Well, that or the fact that she was taking that, you know, in preparation to take that other pill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't look, it wouldn't look as bad because you're like, oh, well, I am taking something, but I just mixed them up. So you've got just, just got the wrong day. Right. So we have three fascinating things to look at here. One is how sick is it if you are forcing a 15 year old to dope for better performance? Well, that's the thing. Who right. do you blame here? Is it is it the 15 year old's fault? The athlete's of fault? Not. Or she's I shouldn't. She's 15, but you don't have any responsibility versus someone who's 21. She has to take some responsibility. You know, I would, I would, I would say the fault is certainly on her trainers and coaches and, and whoever's pressuring her to do this, whatever entourage is involved in it. But hang on. But even if she's innocent, even if it was a mistake, 
who the hell's not looking out for this kid? How is she getting access to someone's random heart pills at 15 years old? That's scary in and of itself. Something weird's happening. I mean, I mean, I look at it. I agree. I I think something weird is happening and I'm not opposed to holding coaches and trainers uh, accountable. I think that is absolutely, especially for someone as young as that, even someone that is up to 2021, but you have to look at this. A 15 year old is not, that's a, that's a teenager. Granted, teenagers make bad choices. Adults make bad choices, but they have ability to reason. It's true. At 15. They, they, you know, she, there are athletes that have, call it their moral compass, you know, how well, however that line skews back and forth. I mean, it's kind of a gray area when you say that uh, these days. But, but, you know, she had to known that something was not right or taking, you know, the, the, I don't know. There's got to be some responsibility on the athlete, no matter how young you are. Otherwise, you shouldn't be letting the those athletes compete on an international level in the Olympics. Yeah, there's definitely some truth to that, Brian. And I, and I will say that the difference between kids and adults when it comes down to taking responsibility for bad decisions is that adults recognize that bad choices make the best stories. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the, if the Russian coaches were like, ah, you know what? We can make headlines again. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't no, think that was their, their premise. Bad choices. <laughs> Not these bad choices. But you know what? Let's ones. let's have a doping scandal. We'll be in the news for years. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> well, okay. So 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 she so she uh, tests positive for this substance. They ban her for like ten seconds, and then they let her compete because they say it'd be you know too harmful for somebody in her age group to be banned from a sport. So that's uh, again that's that that comes weird, back to right? my argument about having to hold athletes accountable no matter what their age at this type of level of competition. But that's the the International Olympic Committee that decided exactly. to, to pull that right. Exactly, that's weird. It, it is weird, and I, I don't. I'm one, so who's getting who's got dirty pictures of somebody on that committee? It seems that way. You know what it? I mean? It there's something like fishy there's something going, on. going on. But but okay, so so she's allowed to compete. I didn't watch the performance. I don't live under a rock, so I have seen all the news stories and YouTube clips and all that. Uh, she does poorly which is a bummer for her yeah doesn't podium which allows the other athletes to podium in uh the individual event and and hold on just for our listeners again who are unfamiliar with this story had she podiumed in you know at all whether it being the team which she did the team did win gold and she was part of that and the individual they would not have a medal ceremony because it's all under review because all under review so the take months or years wow i mean we're not talking like next week you know wow interesting so they would have to have their medals mailed to them you know (laughs) via amazon (laughs) you know jeff bezos is just like he's like "Ooh, this is an opportunity totally (laughs) unbelievable so 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 anyway but her partners uh two uh slightly her teammates yeah russian women they Mm -hmm. both medal uh gold and silver yes and then the japanese uh uh, competitor took the bronze medal, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I did see some of these headlines and YouTube clips about uh, the interactions between the coach and the Russians. Man, you talk about an ice queen. I've never seen a coach behave that way in any sport in my entire life. I mean, she's like yelling at them for their performance. Oh no! Hit the quote uh, for BuzzFeed and uh, the BuzzFeedNews.com. Um, this story, this is what was quoted that the coach said to her when she came off the ice. This is Valieva. Yes. When she had fallen 
you know, and then all of a sudden pretty much knocked herself off the podium contention, you know, for a medal. Uh, it's, she quotes, why did you let it go? Why did you stop fighting? Explain it to me. Why? Yeah, see, so you know, so, she's already upset. She was probably upset for the rest of that because now, you know, they let her skate, and so now there's immense pressure. And that's the thing; everyone's talking about mental health and pressure and things like that. But it's really hard to let someone go to a mental health argument when you were busted for a substance, you know, that you shouldn't have in your system. So, where do you stand, Brian, on allowing? competitors this young to compete at this level are you are you okay with this or do you think that is too much for anybody who's like 14 15 years old to be i personally think that you know I, it's it's kind of a border i think 15 for me is the minimum you know if i weren't in this position i think athletes that are still developing i i, I mean physically as well as mentally especially with all this put on mental you know uh wellness and and health in the light and the limelight of uh, Simone Biles and everything in the last Olympics, I think it's really important that we look at that. And I think 15 can be very questionable as, as we, as we saw the soap opera that, that unfolded and not just with the one that was caught doping with the others that we'll talk about in a second. I, I would personally love to see 17 as the, the minimum age. I'm with you because I, I, think I mean, you had skateboarders, skateboarders that were what, no 13 years old that were i can't remember how young it's a bit but they disturbing. were really young uh performing in the olympics and I'm, I'm not saying that there can't be anyone good at their sport at that young age uh, obviously i mean obviously the there are incredible athletes incredible talented people out there in these sports but i personally think on an international level 17 would be my recommendation for a competitive age. Yeah. As, as a father, I, I'm, I'm very torn on this because on the one hand, I can see the argument that parents make, like, look, my child really wants to do this. They're Olympian quality. How am I going to tell them, no, they can't go and, and practice their passion in their sport and compete? Well, on I mean, the are there, hand, but are there parents before you go on, are there parents that, that put more pressure on that training because they're so young well, but that's and the, rip their childhood away because they have to be at the gym or on the ice rink or, you know, running or where, whatever it is, you, you know, at 5 a.m., six days a week. Yeah, that's the flip side of the coin. The, the other side of it is the pressure that comes with it and are the parents doing that in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. And then uh, as you can see with these poor competitors, I mean, that poor 15 year old, all of these clips that we're seeing in the news, she's bawling her eyes out as her coach is just berating her. That's something that a 15 year old will never ever be able to mentally get past. No, I, I, I think, I think she's mind. done. I think she's done with the sport. I, I really think, I think she's done. That's so tragic. I'm curious for our listeners. What do you think? Post up on social media. I would love to know if you think that it's appropriate for a 15 year old to be treated this way and under this kind of pressure, or if you think that we're getting too extreme. Well, allowing and whose fault things. is it? Is this the coach or the athletes or the Olympic committee? I mean, really whose, whose fault is this? Because by letting the Olympic committee, by letting her skate, right. And almost say, oh, well, you know, you're this age. We're going to let you compete. But because this is an ongoing investigation, you know, you, you can't uh, get a medal at this time uh, if you do. I think that is the wrong move. And it would have just taken all of this out of we wouldn't be talking about this as much. It would just be the story of, you know, this happened and that was the, the case. And they would just be we will investigate that. But then you added all of this, the U.S. team who finished with silver in the team uh, competition. They petitioned to try to have a, a podium 
a ceremony, a medal ceremony, and they were denied because the Russian team, who which she is on, got the gold. Right. So because they meddled, and because they be meddled, there has to be a review, and so now that so you're robbing other people of that experience with the Olympics, and so I think that the International Olympic Committee is partially to blame here for the way that it was handled. I think it was handled very poorly. I think she shouldn't have been allowed to compete in general. That's it. Well, we're already whether, hearing, whether it's her fault or not. We're already hearing from athletes that have been banned from their sport in the past complaining about this, saying, how, how come this kid gets a pass when, you know, I got busted? Like, who is that track star, the American track star from Dallas? Uh... Uh, Akari Richardson, Shakari Richardson. Shakari Richardson. Yes, right. she got busted. and she was smoking. She was, she was smoking, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's smoking weed. And which, she, by the way, what a moron. Yeah, I mean, was an Olympic shot for smoking <laughs> weed. I mean, well, she said that there. I think there was issues with like a, a death in the family or something or something like that. There was a. a Again, that's why they open up the whole mental health because she wasn't in the right state of mind. So this was her way of, of coping or something like that. We're not going to get into that. But regardless, a decision was made. That was the result. She had to accept that and wasn't allowed to compete. And she was a top contender for the Olympic uh, track team. And, you know, I, I don't think it's fair yeah, because she, she was older. Right now, exactly. Oh, no, I, I, she weighed in on this saying, you know, of course, then you can get into this whole, I don't think it's a racial thing or anything like that. But, I mean, some people have leaned that way as, oh, well, I'm a black woman you know, and you're a white woman and things like that. I, I don't think that that's the issue personally. Well, but, but I can see how people look at that. Just but because it's not racism, it's still an unfair free pass for an athlete that another I athlete agree. wouldn't have gotten. I, so. I agree. I, I think Shikari was wronged in that sense. And if that wasn't going to be the standard, then that should have been across the board, which is why I'm, I'm a little upset at the International Olympic Committee for this. So all of this being said, she is being balling right and then you have the other two figure skaters who by the way i watched their performance amazing uh, um, amazing um yeah, they no finished doubt. gold and silver and one of them even did you know some something that's never been done in an olympic competition before i guess it was a quadruple turn or access i don't know what you call it i'm not a figure skater but she apparently did it and what they said was the one who got gold was who was who had a very good skate as well. I mean, I watched literally a video of them side by side in their routines, and they were both amazing. But one was more artistic, and so one was more technical. So Shubakova got the got the gold, right? Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Yes, yeah, uh, yes. If you so pronounce Shubakova. that right, Anna, yeah. And, and then and then the silver medalist was complaining about she was she silver, was right? bawling. She was so upset. She was. She was like, this I, is, I did. This is Trusova. Yes, and she was the one who got the the had the technical, very technical uh, performance and did that uh, move that never had been done. And she's like, if I do something that breaks history, why am I not getting the gold? So, so she's upset, and and you know, especially when in a sport where everything is judged, like like gymnastics. It's subjective, right? It's just so, like, how do you really determine that anyway? They, it wasn't like the other one fell. Yeah, so she's also very young. She's only 17. They're both I, I 17. They're, 17, they're yeah, both the 17, yeah. Gold and silver medalists. Now, how do you like this for sportsmanship? You know, she gets up there and she's caught on camera complaining about not getting the gold. And she says, quote, I hate this sport. Everyone has a gold medal. Everyone, but not me. I hate skating. I hate it. I hate this sport. I will never skate again. Never. Wow. 
Ooh, well, well, well done, ROC. For your A game. <laughs> oh no, a teenager that's having a temper tantrum. We've never heard this before. But are, I mean, how are these kids not <laughs> coached in sportsmanship? I mean, she freaking plays silver in the Olympics and she's complaining. This is crazy. I mean, you guess you can argue the the fact that different countries, you know, have a different mindset the way their athletes compete. You, you, I mean, I mean, very discipline type of regime that they push their athletes to, which uh, again, I, I, I can see that that's a cultural thing at that point, the way that they're, they're treated, but at the same time, her we're team, all still, hu team. we're all still human yeah. and the competition was over. This is just, yeah. Her teammate is up there with a the gold medal. No one's even paying attention to her. Right. She goes to congratulate, you know, Trusova and Trusova is basically like eat shit, Bob. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's, it's just weird to me. I, I feel so bad for these kids. They're, they're obviously, there's a culture going on with these young ladies that is unhealthy without any doubt. I don't think anybody can look at this stuff, read these quotes, look at these video clips in the news and think, wow. Feel, we're not feeling sorry for someone who won a silver medal versus a gold medal. No, like, and, you and, know, and I'm not, just, I'm just not. And they're very clearly just treated with no warmth whatsoever. And I, I, that, that's a shame. I, that's where I feel. I feel for the athletes in that sense. I'm with you. I do. But as far as like you said, I, you know, throw, don't throw a temper tantrum on national television, international yeah. television. Yeah. They need to uh, be a little better coached in, in how to handle themselves. I mean, she's, she was crying because she didn't, everyone else got a gold medal. But she didn't. You know? I'm like, first of all, it's not even a foregone conclusion that they all got a gold medal because that could be stripped away. So, which makes it even worse that you have this immortalized, televised temper tantrum, you know, that will forever be remembered as what happened at the Olympics. Yeah, well, don't worry because she's never skating again. Never. I mean, the poor girl who won gold was, they showed her like in the, as soon as she got off the ice, she was just sitting alone. Oh god! It's like horrible. no, like she's just like just like sitting there with her little her little stuffed animal bear or whatever it was, you know that they, you know, and just by herself, just to like no one. And then you got like the other two just bawling, and then the other one like bitching about something else. It's like, what is going on? I mean, no one's even talking about the the Japanese skater that won the bronze, who when she got her medal looked very happy. You know, he's just like waving like, hey, mom, hey, dad. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know? Russians are near and dear to my heart, obviously, because <laughs> uh, my uh, my in-laws still live there. My wife is from Russia and, and I love them. But I tell you, they're not doing themselves any favors with these stereotypes that they're battling all the time. I mean, talk about like a nasty, cold environment. It's it's a shame. It, it really is. And I'm with you. But this comes before we wrap this segment up. I do want to just put this out there. Are we done seeing clean athletes i i know we strive for clean athletes but it just seems i mean russia specifically who've had multiple incidents with doping scandals and things like that i mean they're now making you know when they start making netflix and hulu movies documentaries on things like that you know obviously something is going on but <laughs> again are, there's <laughs> exactly stereotypes. but are we done seeing clean athletes and i'm not just talking about doping you know, this goes back to paying athletes, you know, especially in college sports, we're going now, we're seeing athletes, which I think should be paid because universities and, you know, programs are making money off of these kids, as we call them kids, you know, off their name and their likeness and image. But our, then we had the whole baseball thing about steroids and this and cheating scandals. I mean, is it just, 
is it always going to be this? Do you think there will ever be? I mean, the Olympics is supposed to be pure. I don't think there's ever, I don't think there's such a thing as pure. Well, look, I mean, competitors have been cheating since the beginning of time. So the question is, where do you draw the line? Where do you, where do you stand on? Do you think they should be allowed to take performance enhancing substances and steroids and things like that? I mean, is that your solution? Or do you I, think that I, I, I'm part of me is for the moral? No, I think we should all be clean athletes and blah, 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 you know, but you know, for a while it was amateur athletes only. And I was like, no, let, let whoever is the best compete. So I'm okay with that. But I kind of like my athletes, like, like video games, like let them be the, the biggest and best that they want to do. It's their choice. You know, I was like, that would be awesome to Level see. Up. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, let's say he's heating up. I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, let him, let him go out. Well, it's good that you make a basketball reference because that, that was the big debate about professionals being in the Olympics, right? That was when the NBA finally brought the dream team, to the Olympics and like and like destroyed everybody for years, um, but yeah, but look at the competition level now. They rose. They rose. The every you sure. know because for a while it was like USA is now for basketball specifically was always dominating right, and we were expected to win gold every year, and, and now the last I guess two Olympics it's just like are they going to win gold? <laughs> We're just, you know, because there's so many international players now that play in the NBA. Yeah, and they've all got access to the grandfather's heart medication. So, man, they are really, uh, they they all, old Pappy's got, it's the new brand. It's like, oh, what are you using, old Pappy? By the way, I want I want that coined if somebody out there decides to make a, yeah. a new little uh, heart med. Yeah, why does it say Dedushka? Oh, it's my grandfather's. I'll take that. Thanks. So no, it's for the goat. Was it that Tom Hanks movie in the terminal? The, the movie the term the terminal, right? Never saw it. Not the the one where he's stuck in the he's airport. like a foreign airport and he's he's helping a guy out who's trying to get medication across the border for his grandfather, but he's but they, if it's for an animal it can pass. <laughs> and so he's like, no, it's for a goat. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so yes, I, I think there is a big debate that will never go away about clean athletes. Well, I think the issue is that it's such a slippery slope that you can't allow it. You can't allow doping because the doping would get more and more advanced and more and more dangerous. That's, this is the natural course that it would take, right? You'd have athletes that are putting themselves in extreme risk just to have the edge. So I think that you have to police it and you have to say, no, they need to be clean. And obviously people are going to get away with things and it's going to be, you know, creative cheaters out there, but it is what it is. It's the price you pay. I, I think also we need to start holding the coaches to a higher standard um, or and punishing them just as much as the athletes. Oh, I agree completely. I think that, for example, if it is determined that this young lady was in fact taking a band, uh, you know, performance improving substance, I think that her entire coaching team should be banned from the sport for life. Yeah. I, I, I think we need to take a harsher stance on that as well, which would also help because you can't just blame the athletes purely. Yeah, I agree. Because I think they need to hold a lot of responsibility for that. No matter their age, if you're competing again at that level, that's where I stand on that. So, okay. So thank you, Russia, for the uh, the new all the drama and the excitement in the Olympics this year. But uh, you know, hopefully, we won't have as much negative feedback in the next coming uh, summer Olympics. But all right, before we move on to our second segment of today, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Indeed, Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG Communications offers big media products at small business prices. To learn more, 
visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. All right, Brian. So we had a chance to talk about the Russians and and, uh, and the doping scandal. Let's move into something a little more domestic. I'd like, I'd like to talk okay. about something I've been noticing and I've been complaining about. Uh, and it's time to me to complain to our listeners about this <laughs> as well. It's, like it's been festering. It's like like an old splinter for it, like weeks. It it's re- now it really, really has. It's it, now hurting. It, it, it is. It's just, <laughs> it's, I have to get this off my chest. And I, I so so here's what it is. It's about etiquette and dressing appropriately for certain situations. So am I not dressed appropriate, Brian? Buddy, you come come to my house when I anything you want. All right? <laughs> really. Well, with <laughs> challenge extended. With <laughs> All right. No, you know what made me think about this? The other day, my wife and I were watching uh, the news, actually, and a commercial came on for the MyPillow company that is now peddling their new slippers. They're calling them, I think, My Slippers. Wow, very original. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, the marketing team did a bang up job with old, that one. Old, old Mike Liddell is uh, getting a little <laughs> desperate here, but but in the commercial, they start talking about how the slippers are so comfortable and so versatile, you can wear them anywhere. And they show people like walking their dog and dining in their slippers and like at somebody's house. And it made me think: Have we really gotten this bad as a culture? that somebody is interested in wearing their slippers for like a stroll around the neighborhood. Like they're home slippers. What is going on? So every Christmas, my family and I go up to upstate New York, central New York state, really to Binghamton, New York. And I've noticed there people now go shopping like to the grocery store in pajamas on a pretty regular basis. Like it's, it's well, not, okay. Define pajamas though, because people wear all kinds of flannel pajamas, tops and bottoms, with slippers and then a jacket pulled over it. What is going on? At least it's covered. At least it's covered. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, because when you say, I mean, everyone's definite. It's like if I saw somebody in a onesie no, walking that, that, around, that's what it is. It's like straight up sleepwear, like almost a like, like a little like a little tight little the, tight onesie with a little button like little the flap little in flap the, in the bag. Just flap. yeah, just walking through like hmm. Oh, I need milk. You know, was the, was the ass flap ever actually a thing? Was that a was that really a? I I think it would have been because you would have had to crap. <laughs> I mean, just instead of, instead of having to take the entire thing off, I mean, it does make sense. Although it does, I feel like it kind of hurts the uh, the whole onesie aspect because there's a little draft back there, you know, because obviously it's got to have a slit or something. We'll have to look that up if the ass lap <laughs> is really a thing. But honestly, I'm sick of it, Brian. I'm, I'm sick of seeing people not dressing appropriately. You know, I'm not saying it. I always overdress, so I'm a little biased. But I'm not saying that you have to, you know, wear a suit to go to the grocery store. That's not what I'm saying. But just show some respect to your other shoppers, to the store owners, you know, put on actual outdoor wear, maybe not wear my slippers <laughs> to the grocery store. My it's slippers. Just, it's I just can't weird. get over the name. <laughs> I'm seeing it in restaurants too. You know, restaurants laying people in with like flip flops and shorts and hats, like nice restaurants, fancy restaurants. I'm like, why, why are we accepting this as a culture? It's just, it's so lazy. I find it greatly disrespectful to everybody involved. You know, you're out on a date, let's say, with your wife, and it's a special occasion. It's your anniversary or it's a big birthday. Mm. And you're in a really nice restaurant. You're paying a lot of money for a beautiful experience, good ambiance, great service. And the dude next to you is in, like, an Astros jersey and a ball hat. 
Right. Are you, are you, is this a shot at me? Like, no, cause you know no, that not, I would, I would probably wear an Astros jersey well, and hat. You wouldn't do a nice restaurant. <laughs> no, I, certain restaurants, no, just because of the ambiance. I, I'm with you on that. And I think that that becomes it, an issue for the restaurants themselves to enforce that because there used to be that, and I, I, I don't want to call myself old on this, but there used to be a time where you had to have, like when I was growing up, there was certain places that I think that my parents would take us and you had to have a sport coat sure. or something, right? Sure. There, there were certain restaurants that, and we didn't go often because they were expensive places, but if you did, we were required, I'm pretty sure we wore ties or at least, you know, a collar shirt with a, a sport coat or something like that, or, you know, blazer. I think the way that we live now, there's so much, and again, I don't want to blame or use the pandemic, but restaurants needing people to attend or be there. I think that maybe that's why we're seeing a little bit more of a loose feel to it, but this has been going on, I think, prior to the pandemic though. Absolutely. I mean, when I first moved to Houston from the Northeast, it was one of the first things I noticed was how much more casual dining is. In, down here in, yeah, in, down Texas, here in Texas versus up north. Yeah, but up north is changing as well. It's it's sort of following the same pattern that started more down here. It's more like a hipster type of thing. Like this is the style now. You know, I don't know. But I will tell you, to your point about, let's say, the fancy restaurants where it used to require that you wear a sport coat. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of like that. And what I really liked about it was they would have them. If you didn't have a oh, sport yeah, coat. Oh, yeah, they'd say, I'm sorry, sir. And they'd make yeah, you put they, something on. You, but that's that's kind. It's discreet, right? They pull you aside. I'm sorry, sir, but we have a dress code. You know, they'd have a couple different sizes. So you could have one. And you, you, hope. you hope. You hope. You're wearing yeah. sleeves up to Because yeah, then you know you're like, oh, that guy didn't come prepared. But yeah, exactly. They would have them. They would have them right there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nice to have an elevated experience. And I get that not everybody wants to go and have that kind of experience. But to at least have some restaurants where it's still an option to go experience a really formal dining venue where you know that you're going to be amongst well-dressed people. I kind of miss that. I do think you're right. It is the restaurant's responsibility to enforce it or not. I don't think that it would push people away. I, I think certain restaurants you're, it's not because those restaurants that people would expect something like that from, they're still going to go to anyway. Right. Exactly. But I, I'm, I don't really care so much about like things like the store you know, if someone's wearing flannels or whatever going, you know, now if you're wearing less than nothing, I mean, cause people go, like say the summer, it's it really hot here. People will walk in wearing tank tops and like really short shorts and, you know, and sandals. And to me, I mean, they have less on than if they show up in, you know, slippers and a sweatshirt with pajama pants. Yeah. You know, so if, you you, if you're in like a onesie, like where it's like, Type fit, you know, where clearly it looks like you honestly just got out of bed. Now I know everyone wears different things to bed. Some people wear nothing to bed, you know. So it's it's I, I don't know that doesn't bother me as much. It, it, if you're at least dressed now, dining is different to me. Dining and and theater. I, I have a I have a small spot in my heart for for theater as that well was my so next, that was my next point you're an actor you're on stage all the time when i was growing up you dressed for the theater it was like going to church you put on sometimes even a sport coat but most certainly nice pants nice shirt decent shoes and and i accept the fact that jeans are accepted as nice pants because you know it's not the denim stain washed acid jeans or with you know but if you have like jeans with like holes in them or something like that or you know i don't even mind t-shirts there's some really nice t-shirts that people can wear that are just very you know i don't even mind that as much but i think like a t-shirt with a sport coat is is absolutely acceptable you know 
I think there should be a little bit of a standard. I know in the theater industry, it's about getting people in the door, but I, I don't think that it should just be a, at least if you're covered, you know, come on in, you know? Yeah. So you're with me on this. You'd like to see a little more decorum, a little more, a, a little bit. I, I mean, I, I think I, I, I don't weigh as much heavily. It doesn't weigh as heavily on me as it does you, you know, like I said, the dining, I totally get where you're coming from. Everything else and the theater, but everything else, I'm just kind of like, you know, as long as you're not walking around topless or you know, you know when naked. I was a, when I was a kid, we used to dress up to get on the airplane. If we were going to go fly somewhere, people would dress nicely. Oh, okay. I, I get, yeah, I don't think I ever, I, I mean, I, I definitely didn't dress like I was getting in bed. Right. But I, I, I don't think I ever dressed up to fly on the airplane. I see multiple people traveling in pajamas on airplanes, slippers on, the works. Like, like I see just crawling in their own bed. I, I don't see. I don't mind this. Like we have like wear like compression socks on the, on the plane and we actually will take our shoes off when we're sitting down, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And, and my wife has travel wear, you know, like, you know, like pants that, that sure. are very comfortable travel wear and like kind of like sweats that she wears that she's comfortable in, yeah, you know, which I get. So, and so for me again, I would prefer someone that that's covered. I mean, now you're barefoot. No, I've seen people. Y you know, I've seen no. people barefoot and they put their feet up on like the back of the armrest of the row in front of. Uh, them. No, 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 no. That's gross. Isn't that horrible? That's, that was. I don't care if you're barefoot or have socks on. That's still gross. Yeah, D don't don't awful. put your feet up on that. No. But but it definitely does. I think speak to our culture and and speak to this problem where I think that people are, let's say you know dressing really poorly for a dining experience, because frankly we become very very selfish. They just see it as about them. It's about oh, I'm comfortable in this. This is how I want to dress for this. So fuck all you guys. Yeah, customer's not, always right. Right, but it's not about them. It affects every single person in that environment, right? The same thing with people that put their, their feet up on armrests in, in, in the plane. They're, they just don't care about who they're bothering, right? So about, this kind of, to me, and I, it kind of, I hear this, that it's more of a cultural issue in general, not just, so the, re the respect for the way that society is going, the respect for everyone, Versus just be, that we're, we become a very selfish society. I th is I that think it? That's exactly it. Is that, that it? That's, that's the conclusion I'm drawing, at least in my head from this. And I don't okay. know if our listeners agree or if you even agree, but, but that's how I feel. I feel that it's just a, a very selfish statement of it's about me and how I want to look and how I want to feel. And I don't care if it affects anybody else. I don't care if that young couple over there is on their first date at this nice restaurant and I'm, you know, in my ACDC t-shirt and my torn up jeans like I, I think there's some truth to that. I, I really do. I, I think that there's, there can be an extreme version of that. And, and I don't think everyone that w dresses the way they want to dress is trying to offend somebody or anything like that. And I, I don't think they're, they're throwing their middle fingers up saying, you know, F you and, you know, but I agree with you. I think there's a little bit of truth to what you're saying. Yeah. I think we need a little bit of old school etiquette, right? Old school, polite behavior re-injected back into society although speaking of old school you know we we talked about one of our previous episodes with our valentine's episode check it out with like dating and how there's a little bit of etiquette and things like that and you know the change and everything well there's a new show apparently coming out where this it's a reality show so you know how real is it not really but she's she's going back to like the 1800s or whatever you know in the formal time of Oh gosh, you know, where they're wearing, you know, the Queen's, you know, outfits. I, I don't know how, anyway, 
you know, that type of, I know, right? For my listeners, right? (laughs) I'm losing words today. You're talking like white wig, like the old school. Yeah, we're wearing, you know, the the whole bus of, you know, and the whole outfit and the guys have to wear the complete dress up and it's about the etiquette and, and she's doing basically a bachelorette version of this style of dating, like learning to date somebody like, and like learning to courtship. Yes. Like it's, it's a reality show based on an actual courtship that took place back when people had to have proper etiquette, had to, you know, bow, pull out chairs, do this, dress up for certain occasions. Not yet. You know, of course there's going to be some spin because it's taking day in this same time in this day and age is reality TV. So I'm sure there's going to be some spin to it that's going to be like, well, that kind of contradicts what they're talking about. Well, but I think it's have. interesting, though, that yeah. we're talking about that because she's like, I'm, I'm done with the swiping. I'm done with this. Good and for her. So, you also have the problem uh, in today's world with some people considering some traditions very, very sexist. And I've actually experienced that firsthand. I held a door for a lady once here in Houston, and she told me to go fuck myself. And how dare I be so presumptuous? For holding a door for it. <laughs> yeah. I, quote, I, unquote, by the way. Really? Yeah. She was so mad. She considered you were you were in, You were in done. front of her? Or yeah. You, yeah. You just, you I just... walked in first and I held the door so she can come in behind me. And she was... I, I didn't walk in front of me. I, walked, I opened the door and let her... Oh, so you were walking up yeah, and yeah. you saw her and you just so opened was, the yeah, door? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, to me, that doesn't make any sense. She was so mad. And did she? that's all she did was cuss you out? She said... Um, how dare you, you presumptuous dick, go fuck yourself, you sexist prick. I, I'm i at a loss for words. So was I. But I'm sure you, I'm sure for old school courtship, that's for sure. I'm sure that you were very cordial and you're like, I'm sorry. And then no, just I walked in. You didn't say, say you didn't say, you didn't say, oh, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. You're just like, all right. And then walked in. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? Right. The person was obviously a little bent, but I think that this is an interesting. Oh, no. Someone, someone saw me i mean they're this day and age when people are talking about mental health and not being seen or you know and having issues yeah and you're like oh you i just wanted to so it didn't slam i mean <laughs> if you saw her again if it was a regular occurring meeting between you next time you see her you'd like see her coming and then walk in and shut the door right behind just you lie. <laughs> get that open <laughs> Well, I, I'm with you. I think that there is some merit to what you're saying. I, I can't go all the way to that side. Before we get out of here, we're going to go into this week's neighborly advice. And this is brought to you by our good partner here, Mr. Philip Goffrey. Yeah. You know, this week, I would like to suggest to all of our listeners and all of our new neighbors out there that if your neighbor is going to be out of town, you volunteer to help out. Maybe roll the trash in, maybe get the mail. Just make it known to your neighbors that you're available. Take care of a fish. Take care of a fish, a cat maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anything of the kind. Anything of the kind. I think it's a nice gesture to make yourself available to help out and kind of watch their property when they're gone. Yeah, and for the older generation, um, and we have nothing against the older generation, but if you still get the newspaper, yeah. <laughs> or old, older you, mindset generation <laughs> bring in their newspaper <laughs> don't let that creep up on the <laughs> yes my, my father would greatly appreciate that one he still gets an old school newspaper and Mr. Goffrey this is to you if you're listening out there so we're <laughs> we'll know if he actually heard this episode there you go <laughs> alright so I think it's about time to wrap this one up though I think so too Brian thanks for stopping by man I appreciate it but before we do wrap it up I would like to say be sure to tune in Next week, for our very special guest, a local Houston judge and good friend of yours, 
Mrs. Christine Weems. You can't handle the truth. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah, the, the, gavel. the gavel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm so excited to have uh, Christine on the show. Uh, you know, she is not only uh, a local judge here, but involved heavily with the theater community and many other areas. Uh, you know, uh, great family altogether. Love them. Love, it's love her. It's going to be cool. awesome. Yeah, make sure you check out all new episodes every Friday. This one and what we have going on coming up because we have more great guests. It, we we really do. I mean, we are only halfway through the season. We are rocking and rolling. I'm excited for what's to come. No teasers today. Just no, but you guys, gonna we're going to have a teaser coming up. I, is that a teaser? A teaser within a teaser? A teaser of a teaser? <laughs> teaser of a teaser. I know. Uh, that's the Pillsbury dough. I, I don't know where I went there. But make sure you guys check us out on social media at NDK Podcast. And, you know, catch us next week. Peace. Out. Peace.